This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Congress could soon be voting on a bill that gives a raise to the people who actually write the bills. Lobbying efforts for more federal technology modernization funding continue. And a group of veterans have launched a lawsuit against the Army for how it discharges those with substance abuse issues. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House staffers may have a pay raise coming their way in 2023. That's if Congressman Steny Hoyer and Hakeem Jeffries get their way. They've proposed a 4.6% automatic cost of living adjustment, as well as accommodations such as child care subsidies, a first-time homebuyer's assistance benefit, and making staff eligible for the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. These benefits would apply to House member staffers, as well as staff serving on committees. The proposed increase in benefits is meant to make these positions more competitive and to attract better talent. Industry groups make the case for more funding for IT modernization. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. Nine industry groups representing nearly every major technology contractor from the defense and civilian sectors make the case for why Congress should invest more money in the Technology Modernization Fund and similar programs. The groups ranging from the IT Industry Council to the Professional Services Council told House and Senate Appropriation Committee leaders that as they begin work on the fiscal 2023 budget, they should provide predictable, sustained, and appropriately robust investment. They asked the committees to meet or exceed the president's request of $300 million for the TMF and provide additional funding for cybersecurity efforts. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Biden administration is giving agencies a playbook to make the best use of a trillion dollars in infrastructure spending. New guidance from the Office of Management and Budget directs each agency to name a senior official to oversee implementation of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. OMB is also directing agency equity teams to ensure funding helps support underserved and rural communities. The memo also outlines how agencies should avoid improper payments. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, public health agencies did not have procedures for reporting and addressing political interference in their scientific decisions. The Government Accountability Office reports that many employees at the Department of Health and Human Services feared retaliation for speaking up. Often those workers were also unsure how to report issues or they believed agency leaders were already aware of the problems. GAO says HHS should develop better procedures and appropriately train staff to help improve scientific integrity. The Social Security Administration did not fare well in the latest iteration of government-wide pulse surveys. SSA employees have one of the lowest scores among agencies surveyed about their thoughts on reentry plans. 26.7% of SSA workers disagreed or strongly disagreed that senior leaders were clearly communicating return-to-work timelines. 31.9% of SSA respondents also disagreed that agency leaders were protecting employees' health, safety, and well-being. Those three to four question pulse surveys are distributed by the Office of Personnel Management and the General Services Administration. The Drug Enforcement Administration is settling a class action lawsuit brought to court by female special agents who were passed over for overseas assignments in the early 90s. The DEA announced it would pay $12 million to compensate 71 current and former employees who presented individual claims for damages. An administrative judge still must approve the settlement agreement. DEA Administrator Ann Milgram says the settlement builds upon DEA's continuing efforts to promote the advancement of women in their workforce. Veterans are suing the Army for refusing to give soldiers with alcohol and drug addictions honorable discharges. 
The lawsuit states that the Army is not recognizing substance abuse disorders as mental health conditions that could lead to soldier misconduct. The lawsuit notes that some soldiers turn to substances after experiencing traumatic events in the military. The Space Force wants to take a unique approach to its reserve and guard components. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni explains. The Space Force wants to create a hybrid structure that will encompass both its reserve and National Guard needs, according to the service's highest-ranking officer. Named the Space Component, the mixed organization would merge full-time and part-time guardians. Space Force officials say the component would make it so service members don't have to pick between their personal lives and their careers. The Space Force is putting particular emphasis on work-life balance as it continues to grow the ranks. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Defense Department's Suicide Prevention Director is now the Biden administration's chief statistician. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Office of Management and Budget names Karen Orvis as its chief statistician, as well as branch chief for statistical and science policy at its Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs. OMB hasn't had a permanent official to lead these efforts in more than two years. Orvis previously served as the director for the Defense Suicide Prevention Office, which leads suicide prevention programs across the Defense Department. As OMB's chief statistician, she'll oversee a decentralized network of statistical agencies. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. After more than a decade, the head of the National Archives and Records Administration is retiring. April 30th was David Ferriero's last day as archivist of the United States. He had led NARA since being confirmed in late 2009 during President Obama's first term. During his 12 years in charge, Ferriero oversaw a major shift from paper to electronic record keeping. Ferriero also led the establishment of the Citizen Archivist Program that allows volunteers to transcribe and tag records. Deputy Archivist Deborah Wall will serve as the acting archivist of the United States states until the White House selects a permanent replacement. And the CIA picks a longtime Silicon Valley entrepreneur as its first chief technology officer. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Nand Maltrandani is the CIA's first ever CTO. His job is to stay on top of cutting edge innovations and he'll report to director William Burns. Maltrandani previously served as acting director of the Pentagon's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center. He has co-founded several technology startups during his career. Last year, the CIA created a new transnational and technology mission center to focus on emerging foreign technologies along with climate change and global health. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.